and Brit. Brad and Brit, the perfect combination of brawn and wit. Politics, sports, and trending shit. Let's tune into Brad and Brit. It is the Brad and Brit cast live uh, this week on our first Brad and Brit cast in the 2.30 Eastern hour. Um, Brit had some construction at his uh, home studio yes. today. Of course, I'm lying. He's got several bodies buried in the backyard that had to be, uh, how should we say, moved. <laughs> yeah, I was inspired by seeing Dahmer on Netflix. So it was really yeah. that and also okay. the, the patient on, on Hulu. What, what, what the fuck is the fascination right now? I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm watched the show. You got to see it. Yeah. You really do need to see it. No, I Brit Brit again. I'm I'm playing the, I only have so many hours left in my life. Again, you're you're not filling up those hours with anything more important than this. I can honestly tell you, right. Right. You're not splitting the atom over there. Everybody knows it. I know, but I'm, I'm not going there. It's, it's, it. it really, the guy is exceptionally creepy who plays Dahmer. Um, the Milwaukee Police Department does not come off looking so great in this. I don't I have care. To tell you that. I, have to tell I, I, you. I don't care. Why, why am I not allowed to say I moved why? on from that story? It's not. And it's I not. have. I now have no interest in replaying it in in my life at at any level. There's I'm great. Not. There's great. There's great stuff going on there, and it's it's very good, and it's worth seeing. And the guy, the guy who plays him, is very creepy. Nisi Nash as his neighbor is fantastic. Uh, the whole the whole thing is very very well done. And it is, they build up the whole suspense thing very, very well. What? what why? Are, 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 you don't want to ruin it for me? Do, do they get him? I know. I'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry that you've opted out of humanity, but the rest of us do kind of enjoy stuff from time to time. Yeah. Just why don't you just admit that you've gone along with the crowd and you're embarrassed about it. And now you're trying to tell me I need to waste my time on that shit. It's not. You're okay. not wasting. It's 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 a very good performance. It's the zeitgeist. Uh, this is this is really. It's the first. I, I think it's. They said it was the the second biggest English language thing they ever had on Netflix since Stranger Things or something like that. It's it's a pretty big deal. I gave up on Stranger Things after the well, second season. Again, nobody shit too. Nobody gives, shit too. No, nobody gives a shit what you like or don't like. Get get in with it, pal. Jump on it. Let's go. No. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Don't need it. Not interested. Got other got other things. Got other things on my uh, I know. after the Beatles re- released Revolver, that was it for you. There was no more pop culture. I'm done. I'm out, everybody. That was the best 19- thing that's ever happened has ever happened. That's right. It was 1966. <laughs> that was it. We're we are 56 years later, and not a damn good thing has come out since then. <laughs> after Revolver, I don't want to hear or see anything else. That's it. No more. <laughs> <laughs> all right <laughs> that's great that that's great uh how many episodes is the Dahmer thing is it like five eight it's like ten? four it's not it's not even a big deal i i have to tell you I, the guy is super creepy and the thing that Carell is in on fx called the patient i'm watching that okay so that got you the the creepy patient guy in that yeah you need to you need to kind of compare him with the guy that plays Dahmer and the creepiness that that guy embodies as well because they the, both the, guy, the creepy patient guy yeah. in the patient is reminiscent the way he speaks and the way he of Howard Stern 
it's really weird. It's really, <laughs> really weird. <laughs> Do you watch it? Do you know what I'm saying? I, yeah, it's now that you said it, it's when he tells when he tells Carell, uh, I invented lesbians. And he yeah. keeps calling him Robin, which was weird. I right. thought I didn't know what that was about. That's it. I make a great point, and you've got to stomp on it and spit on it. <laughs> Those All are right, our here recommendations. We go. Okay, here we go. Elon is Putin's messenger boy. All right, bad polling for the D's right now. Mm-hmm. Beating a dead horse, but in meatballs, Bill Murray was right. Trump finds a new office that he's unfit for. Uh, Every president gets a trophy. Every president gets a trophy. Herschel, can we see your checkbook? And Tom Brady anger management classes begin today at four. Let's let's just take a whack at Herschel, first of all, because I know many people don't know what to think about uh, that what they've seen from Herschel Walker over the past 72 to 96 hours. Really? So we need, they we don't need know to, what to think? They don't know what to think until we tell them what to think. Until, yeah. until I yeah. tell you what to think, you don't know what to think. So Friday night, I had to look, and I, I found the, uh, the debate, but it was not on C-SPAN. It was not on the cables. It wasn't on the uh the sub cables the news maxes and the things like that but i was able to find it on the uh the fox 5 atlanta uh site so we we're able to watch the whole darn thing um and it, we're just so far beyond the discussion over why are people voting for someone so clearly unfit and uninterested in the you know we're, we're past that because we know that, that, that people will, will do that. Um, and he's such a bad liar, but it does not matter that he's a bad liar, right? It, it doesn't matter that you throw nine facts at him, particularly about the abortion that he paid for. And he just repeat, it's a lie. What do you mean? It's a, no, no, it's not a lie. He he, now he's acknowledging today that that is his check. Well, well, hang on. It's taken six days. It's his check. For, for that rolling disclosure yeah. to come out. But and, he, of course, he, there he, was, but the point is there was never any doubt that it was his check. We're not waiting for him to affirm But now he's saying because he, it's he, all he, true. He, this is Brit. It's like Trump. Everything you think about Trump is true. worse. Well, his with, he's saying that he didn't know that was going for an abortion. Follow up question: What did you think you were writing a check for? Right. <laughs> what exactly was it? And in the memo line, snip, snip, cut, flush. I don't understand. In the I don't what happened right. again. It it it's beyond that kind of thought or scrutiny because we know what it was for he knows what it's for yeah his baby mama knows what it's for and the only question is will he win this election in spite of not just that Although, again, just like with Trump, that should be enough in a normal world, but we're not in a normal world anymore. We may never be in a normal world again to be an elimination factor. So, you know, so we're not. And 
the uh, course most vivid piece of uh, video that comes out of that is when he whips out the badge, the fake badge, which is kind of a uh, shame, and and pretends he's uh, you know he's Barney Fife, citizens arrest, citizens he, arrest. He's deputy dog. It's the the sad thing about that is that he he said some really killer shit that's getting buried. Like that is when they go, well, what do you think about this insulin thing? And they they're going to make you pay more for this insulin. He goes, well, everybody needs to eat right. And then they pointed out, we well, you know some people are born with diabetes. Well, we all still need to eat right. <laughs> all of that is getting flattened by him pulling out his Barney Fife oh, badge. Oh, there's 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 twenty of those. There's there's just twenty of those, <laughs> but it just doesn't matter. The old joke about you know you could put a potted plant on that podium right there against Raphael Warnock. And the potted plant would get the same number of votes that Herschel Walker is going to be getting in Georgia. Um, I don't know. I mean, it, 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 it could happen. On the other hand, we do not know what the black turnout is going to be in Georgia. And I don't think that uh, all the, all the, Oh, the black people are now starting to go Republican. Oh, the Hispanics are going to go vote Republican. <laughs> That's not going to roll with Herschel Walker as the I candidate. Don't so. I don't think. I don't think I'm so. I'm pretty either. sure. I'm pretty sure on that one. And um, I would base that on uh, the years 2018 and 2020 in states like like Georgia. And we we really don't know what the um, turnout will be among women who apparently conventional wisdom now is Brit that the abortion thing that was 20 years ago nobody remembers that ruling anymore they're not going to show up anymore and now the republicans have got the momentum back again nate Cohn, new york times eat it dems you had your chance but you peaked too soon and James Carville, quit saying abortion every third word. Quit saying abortion every... Nobody's saying abortion every third word, James Carville. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> Do you have a take on any of that? No. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the new the new polling you mentioned is uh, the New York Times is it looks like generic Republican beats generic Democrat and uh, likely voters and uh, that the abortion stuff doesn't play as much as the economy and inflation and all that stuff. That's that's what the conventional wisdom is right now. But that was true back when abortion was the cool thing. Everybody knew and everybody kept saying, yes, abortion's a big deal, but people are more concerned about food on the table, food on the table, gas in the tank, price of gasoline. That never went away. Mm. And I'm not so sure that today's conventional wisdom holds up by the time we get to, you know, three weeks from now. It's it's literally the night before. And with early voting, you really can't figure this out. And I think that's the the, the big thing about talking about polls. And, and, and now it's this way. And now it's that way. That polling is so bad now. Did you read? Did you read their explanation in the Times? They were they had questions and answers on how do you guys still do polling? Nobody answers the phone anymore, and it is it is it is like one 
in a thousand. They're they are lucky if they get like one in a thousand people to ever pick up a phone. Really? Yeah. It's that bad right now. And and so therefore, I think they're doing more. I don't know whether they would call it this artificial intelligence to try to make up for the fact that whatever kind of sampling they're get is they're getting is just pathetic. Um, and yes, they do call cell phones. That's an old, remember that one? Oh, they only call landlines. That's not true. They do call, of course, mobile phones, but that doesn't matter. You, nobody answers those either. So right. that, that doesn't change anything. So Britt, I'm, I'm going to come up with something, and, I, and you've never heard this before. The only real poll that matters is the one they take on election day, Bruce. <sighs> hey, uh, early voting, I know where we live, starts on Thursday. Yeah. I know that. That's where that's so, and it's going to start. It's going to be about the same all over the country, so that's going to be a big deal coming up this week. Well, you know, there are a lot of states that don't have early voting. Weird. They don't all have it. Why? What are they? What the fuck is going on? Why would they not have early voting? I think I think there are at least fifteen or so states that that do not have early. Like voting. And, and North Carolina is not like the most progressive state, and we've yeah. and we've paired it back, and we've done little things, and we've you know we're not going to do souls to the polls, and is it, but we we've had early voting is a thing here, and it's very easy to do, and they have a lot of locations, and it's, and it's very convenient. Yeah. And I can't believe that there are other stations that are the states that are more backwards than we are. But, you know, apparently there are. I know New York has always been, you know, a non-early voting state. Maybe they've just changed, but I doubt it. Weird. I've never been there. Just very odd. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Um, Elon is Putin's messenger boy. Yeah. Um, beating a dead horse. Is Bill Murray right, as he was in Meatballs, with it just doesn't matter. It just doesn't matter. Trump finds a new office that he's unfit for. Yes, he's anti-Semitic. Um, and Tom Brady anger management classes begin today at four. Let's do the uh, let's do Trump finds a new office that he's not fit for. And the anti-Semitic stuff, because that's been pretty rampant over the past uh, oh ever. It's amazing how it goes back to the uh, back to the hits, back to the oldies, right? Yeah. Uh, so on Sunday, Trump said, to use these words, he could easily be the prime minister of Israel if he wanted to. And he says Jewish people in the United States need to be more appreciative of what he's done for Israel. So the, the setup here is, always remembering that anything that Trump says or does is all about him. And it's all about whatever perceived grievance he's rolling out today. And the, the overall perceived grievance, and it's not perceived, it's real is that because I believe in the last election, it was still in the uh, mid to upper seventies of Jewish people voting for Joe Biden. Um, Trump is furious because he believes, first of all, moving the uh, consulate to Jerusalem, the embassy to Jerusalem out of uh, Tel Aviv, just right there. Every Jew should be voting for right. Donald Trump. And this is the here's the anti-Semitic component of this. OK. And remember. Out in the world of anti-Semitism one of the long-standing 
tropes going back to the founding of Israel in, in 1948 is that Jews in the United States have a greater loyalty to Israel than they do to the United States, mm-hmm. which really is not true, hasn't been true. Even among the most orthodox, black hat-wearing, vaccine-denying, crazy Jews in New York, I'll stereotype there, they still are loyal to the United States of America first, as if I needed to say that. They're Americans, like everyone else. But that's not what Donald Trump thinks. Donald Trump thinks in his world that because Israel exists, and because Donald Trump did things like that, and he has a Jewish son-in-law and Jewish grandchildren, that he is immune, he is shielded from being called anti-Semitic when he tries to lecture the entire Jewish community in the United States, which I know this is a shocker to Donald Trump, is pretty diverse in their political beliefs. I don't yeah, think that's have, true. No, I think they're in you, may have tw- you may have 20 or 25% now, I don't know, who are conservative and very often vote Republican, but you still have a large majority, 70 to 75%, who vote Democratic. And Mr. Trump, that's none of your fucking business. No, it's you got, huge. You, but you, no, you got, but you're 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 not even you're not even you're you're kind of even softening the blow for him because he said he he kind of wishes that you Jews, uh, you Jews, would be more like those wonderful evangelicals, those uh yeah. those trailer park shorts wearing cousin fucking folks who support him wholeheartedly. Why can't you Jews be like those people? Well, you know, because more of us go to college and we're smarter. <laughs> Touche. I can't even impeach that statement. Yeah. <laughs> that is a completely accurate statement, but Wait. it's being called out. Uh, we're, we're better at spotting phonies and, and charlatans, apparently, than they are. Possibly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and Donald Trump is being called out by some people as being anti-Semitic, but eh, not a lot. There's a lot of silence from, from the folks, uh, especially on the right, who are like, you know, that's pretty anti-Semitic. Oh, never mind. They're, they're not really into calling him out for that being kind of anti-Semitic, you know? All right, here we go. National Director of the Anti-Defamation League. You've seen him on TV probably a lot. Jonathan Greenblatt is the bald guy. You see him a lot. Here's his statement. We don't need the former president, who curries favor with extremists and anti-Semites, to lecture us about the U.S.-Israel relationship. This is not about quid pro quo. It rests on shared values and security interests. This Jew-splaining is insulting and disgusting of that. Just to give you the background, Trump, back when it was obvious that at least 75% of the people were going to vote for Joe Biden, said that that was evidence they, quote, either don't like Israel or don't care about Israel. See, and that's that's the fallacy here mm-hmm. that that uh, Jews and this is, again, part of anti-Semitism in the broad. We're really not American. We're, we're just parking here. We're just Airbnb it here. And you're letting us stay here. But the way you can you become American, that, the way you yeah. can become American. Right. Support, support right. Donald Trump. Hug Donald and, Trump. Suck Donald Trump's ass. Right. Right. Um. The American Jewish Committee wrote back then, past support for Israel doesn't give him license to traffic in radioactive anti-Semitic tropes or peddle unfounded conclusions about the unbreakable ties that bind American Jews to 
Israel. Off we go. It never stops. Well, this comes on um, the heels, of course, of his former best friend, Kanye, making a lot uh, of uh, a lot, a lot, a lot of anti-Semitic remarks, uh, which got him actually, as they say, as the kids say, Brad, canceled off of uh, a lot of social media platforms. He now says he is going to buy Parlay, that famous, fantastic uh, conservative social media platform, which is, I understand, owned by Candace Parker's husband or something like that. She has something to do with that. And he has agreed to buy the damn thing so that he will have some social media presence because uh, everybody else has figured out that what he's putting out there is uh, who's Ka- who's Candace Parker? Oh, sorry, I mean, Candace Owens. Candace Owens. That's what I meant. Candace Candace Owens was who I was. I think Candace Parker's may have been a, a WNBA player of some sort. Candace Owens, of course. I misspoke wow. there. She wow. is, is that, that's but Brit. That's twice in two weeks you've gone. Oh, at uh, least na- name senile on us. At least at least uh, the last one was what much worse than that. But uh, Kanye, the, the point stands that his friend Kanye now uh, has gone anti-Semitic and uh, Donald Trump stands in lockstep with his friend well, Kanye. Wait, I, I haven't heard, but obviously this can't be a full coincidence that these two are running down parallel tracks oh, no. on the issue of anti-Semitism right now. What? Where is the payoff on this? Uh <sighs> I, I, I mean, I, I don't have an answer. Uh, I don't have an answer. The great Kanye also has a little problem with George Floyd's family after making remarks on a podcast and saying that George Floyd wasn't even killed by Derek Chauvin and that his knee was not even on George Floyd's neck there. Now, who did he say killed George Floyd again? I can't remember. He didn't. He think he said he said it was drugs. He said it was definitely drug use and fentanyl that did it. Um, and that Derek Chauvin didn't even have his knee on uh George Floyd's neck. George Floyd's family has uh, threatened uh, legal action. Well, Britt, I, you know what? I think we need to go look at the tapes again because he could be right. And it's not fair to dismiss him, Britt, because a prominent person says something like that. I think uh, we need to take it very, very seriously. Well, we, no. I, I mean, there Just is no. an actual conviction by a jury of his peers that said Derek Chauvin indeed did kill George Floyd. I mean, I, I again, I know Kanye West. Who Please don't nowhere... bother to even bother to, to, to fact check. <laughs> I know that Ka- Kanye don't West, who, who was 70,000 miles away from anything and, and didn't go to any trial at all. I know that his opinion is much more important than people who saw the evidence, went through everything and went through testimony. I know it's way more important. Uh, and people would like to dismiss Kanye, but there's, you know, there's a lot of there's a lot of problematic uh, issues with his speech and uh, the rise of anti-Semitism and attacks on Jewish people across America. Boy, we've got a whole category of people from the, would you just go away file? Oh yeah. And And boy, if he isn't, if he isn't right up there with Trump, I, I don't know who is. And this is hot off the trails of his white lives matter uh, fashion line, which also got a lot of attention as well. Yeah. So remember the standard Trump line about people who are in the news, who may not agree with him politically is they're just doing it for the publicity. They're just trying to sell a book there, but apparently that doesn't hold true with Kanye. No, not with him. Trump doesn't ever say that about Kanye. He's always been nice to me. He's been very nice to me. It's all I can tell you. Oh, those pictures, those pictures in the oval office still. He's always, he's always been really good to me. It's all I can tell you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh, you want to do Tom Brady anger management classes? Yeah, let's do Tom Brady anger management classes. As Tom yeah. Brady did appear uh, at Robert Kraft's 
wedding. I don't know if you saw that, but the owner of the New England Patriots getting married to a woman who is 34 years his junior. This happened in Manhattan on Friday night. And uh, Tom Brady taking time out from his preparation for a football game, which his team lost, Brad. So Robert Kraft caused Tom Brady to lose a football game yesterday. Yeah. So when was the wedding? Last I Monday? Was, I believe it was Friday night. I think this is what oh, they Friday did on night. Friday night. Okay. All right. So I think based on these little uh, leaves of absence that he's uh, taken for that, and then there was, what, a whole week, right, uh, before the season started, where he Training took a camp. whole week. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Um, he may not last the season. What do you think? I think there's a chance. I wouldn't say it's 50, 50. I don't know if it's 30%, but I think there's an opportunity that he could he's, he's in the middle. It looks like of a fairly messy divorce is what it looks like. Yeah. And it's not anybody cheating on anybody. It's his wife. Like you said, you were going to spend time with us and now you're not. And I'm kind of sick of that. Right. Um, so here's the, uh, here's the anger management class idea here and uh i usually agree i usually agree with stephen a smith on about 98 percent of the things that he says i think he's pretty smart i also think that that he'd be he really would be a great political analyst outside of sports if he wants to do that he could do it it's they've got a weird dynamic with him and sean hannity like he's the only guy that can go on hannity's show and tell him he's full of shit right now right Right. that's kind of that's kind of weird right Right. And, 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 you know, th- there's a lot of value in that yeah. and he could cash that in, um, in a whole bunch of ways. However, let's warn ourselves here. The idea that Fox might co-opt him yeah. and give him a show yeah, or, you know, feature him in, in a major way. That's a frightening prospect because, as you know, in the end, it is who signs your paycheck. Sure. And uh, when you work at that place, ask Shepard Smith. Okay. Ask Chris Wallace. Mm-hmm. Um, ask Chris Steyerwalt, the guy who uh, helped call the state of Arizona for um, Biden on election night and uh, was fired for it, for sticking with the uh, state. So uh, yeah, Stephen Smith is going to do something don't do it with Fox. But anyway, back to the point here. Okay. Tom Brady went batshit, went batshit on the sidelines on Sunday um, and just was lecturing the shit out of his offensive lineman. And Stephen Smith is playing the, well, how come Tom Brady isn't getting criticized so much if Tom Brady was a black man, if it was uh, uh, Patrick Mahone's, or uh, what's his name? Uh, Kendrick Lamar Jackson. Lamar. Maybe Lamar Jackson. Kendrick Lamar. See, now you're me. Now you're just I, doing my no, bit. I did now. that on purpose. I did that on purpose. <laughs> yeah. Lamar Jackson, or if it was somebody of that nature. Screaming at their offensive linemen, then they would be angry black men. But why yeah. isn't – and I, here's why I disagree with, with Stephen Smith on this. Tom Brady is getting ripped to shit on this, and rightfully so. And – uh, his whiteness is not a defense. He's a prick. He's yeah. lost his composure. Right. He's at the end of the line. He knows he shouldn't have come back this year. He knows it was a bad idea, and he's hoping that 
he's going to get bailed out by teammates who are going to play well enough that he'll be able to get it over the line one more time. But, you know, uh, father time wins these races every time. Eventually, they always win. And uh, he pushed it one year too far. And and I think Stephen Smith is just, just going there for no particular reason. This is not a, a white-black issue at all. I, I don't think. What do you? Think? I don't. I don't think so either. I mean, I, and I, I, I've seen him go crazier and stuff. I, I don't think. I don't think it's that. Um, but you know, again, that's part of the Stephen A. Smith thing, and that's part of getting that Disney money is you have to kind of create well, some but, sort of controversy. Do, do you have to? Do, do yeah. you have to go there on yeah. something like this? There are so many good things, and he does so much good work, and he really does find nooks and crannies that, that a lot of people don't think of on so many subjects this one you you're just reaching you're oh, just reaching sure. for no reason tom brady's inability to hold his composure is not questioned and no. it has nothing to do with his race in, in, in this case he's just an equal opportunity jerk okay <laughs> <laughs> because you know he He's not getting the perfect protection that he may have had most of the years he had in New England. And, you know, that, that kind of happens. It just does. It's never going to be perfect. What can you do? Well, the immediate outcome after, out of that thing was, after he won his Super Bowl, was the, the, the Bill Belichick and Tom Brady divorce was won by Tom Brady. Now, a year and a half, a couple of years later, you got you got to kind of look. You got to see things are kind of turning. You know, things are not not exactly what they seem like. He didn't need to do that though. He no, could have. I understand. You know, you know. There was once a song. Have you heard of this guy Kenny Rogers? Okay, and he had a song. It was called "The Gambler." Uh huh. Okay. Anyway, so uh, Anna, I'm I'm uh, I'm Brady explaining to you. No, Brady the, explained the, to Tom, Bra- Tom Brady stayed one year too long, but he didn't stay. He had already left and he came back. That's what makes it even worse. Don't you it's, think? Well, and plus he's got, I mean, the other part of it is so stupid. And I mean, I, I can't get into the psyche of this guy's he has this sweet, cushy job lined up to call yeah. football games, which requires him to work like two days a week for like yeah. five months a year. <laughs> And I'm sure that's what his ex-wife is going to remind him of a lot in court proceedings. I'm sure that's going to show up in some documents. You had something that would allow you to spend 90%. I- I've seen the Tony Romo like documentary. And Tony, I'm not saying that Tony Romo doesn't work hard, but come on. It is it's like two days a week and it's like six months well, a year. Okay, here here would be the the, the way I'd I'd pose that. Hey Tony, which is harder? getting the crap beaten out of you right. standing back there on the Dallas Cowboys. And he, he got hit he did. a lot. He got he hammered. A lot of punishment. He was a tough guy. So which is, which is a tougher job that or what you're doing right now? We know the answer. You we fly know. into a town on Saturday. You do the game on Sunday. You go home. They hand you a huge check and 275 pound men are not trying to kill you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, from here, it looks like right, an easy so, choice. So Britt, Tom Brady made a bad decision. Possibly. Some people, ma- everybody makes a bad decision every Ooh, once in a while. But he's but the goat. For, he's the goat. For, for, he's the for, goat. Remember what the the uh, the consequences are for Tom Brady. Well, I guess he'll eventually have to stop playing football, and then he'll have all the things that you just 
mentioned in front of him. And even uh, even he, Michael he, Jeffrey Jordan stayed around too long. Got fired yeah. by the Washington Wizards. Was I mean, not a lot of people don't forget that, don't remember that part of his career. But it, it happened, and he, he he didn't finish off all that well. And now, of course, right. he's in ruins. But, but, but the <laughs> right, but the difference, the difference <laughs> is that in basketball. Your your life, your physical well being, correct, isn't a hundred percent dependent on your teammates. In, as a quarterback, it, and I, I, I have no reason to believe this is true, but if you piss off your linemen who are supposed to protect you by embarrassing them in front of the nation, yeah, it's very easy for one of those linemen to how should we say? Take a dive, just Oops. a little tiny bit. <laughs> Did I slip? I didn't mean right. to slip. And let foot. let Von Miller come blowing through, which he probably could do anyway. Yeah. But you make it even easier for him. Now he's coming at 110 miles an hour instead of just 80. Especially but, that but, uh, that that left guard over there. You remember? You remember? You know the 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 film The Blind Side. Tom Brady's a right-handed quarterback. If he, well, it's, if left, the, it's left tackle. It's the left tackle. Left tackle. He just kind of because he can't see him. And then all of a sudden, the next thing you know, you're just you're just counting daisies. You don't know what's going on. You've got a mouthful of dirt. Yeah. You're now, done. I, I I guess, and I again, I haven't read anything about this. I would assume that somebody's going to go back and say, well, you know, in 2012 in New England, he did the same thing. No, they the got team, a- the, the team rallied around him and blah 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 blah. This that was then. That was that team. That was a whole different scene. This is now and. You're an old guy out there, and it's just – it's unseemly. It's really and, – And nobody – that's the thing. Now that you're the old guy and nobody's going, man, look at the competitive fire in Tom Brady. Right. <laughs> back then, yeah, oh, my God. he's Because there is some great footage of him back in the day with his old offensive coordinator, Bill O'Brien, where he's, he's slamming uh, Microsoft surfaces around and cussing at him. And, you know, there's some great shit. And that was like, oh, my God, look at that competitive fire. That is just the greatest thing. But now it's like, God, look at the old guy pissed off because he's going through a, a tough divorce. He's got to figure out how to divide up about $7 billion. <laughs> That's what yeah. it looks like. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I tell you, you know what? Let me let me uh, let me finish here with something that uh, that I I posted this on my Facebook page. I'll, I will share it with you, Britt. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, every few months, we get a magazine at our house. Not we don't subscribe to it; it just comes, and it's called um, uh, let's see, Tufts. Tufts, uh, what's it called? Tufts Daily, Tufts, Tufts University. It's just called Tufts University. It's like okay. the alumni magazine. What? All right. And my wife went there. My daughter went there. You get this magazine. And so in the spring, they had a little blurb in there. And it was about Mary Trump, who apparently went to Tufts University, graduated in 89. Right. And she's got a new book out. And so in the Tufts magazine, it says um, that this new book continues to set the record straight about her uncle and where her first book was a tell-all about the study of privilege and stupendous domestic dysfunction. The new book is a diagnosis and treatment plan for the collective PTSD that she says was created not just by Trump's tenure, but also by 
the trail of impunity, silence, and complicity that have marked American history since its start. And of course, that goes on now with Trump, particularly must reading for people across the political spectrum. That's all it says, right? Pretty, uh, pretty innocuous, right? Right. So, you know, a few months goes by and the next edition of the Tufts magazine comes. And Jane, my wife, says, you got to see this letter. Here's the letter. It says, Tufts Magazine reviews the latest book by Mary Trump. Okay, first of all, they didn't review the book, okay? It's not a book review. That was just a... How smart are you people there at Tufts? I'm wondering now. Exactly. The reviewer, it wasn't a reviewer, (laughs) describes Trump's first book as a study of stupendous domestic dysfunction. If true, how does Mary Trump account for the vast success of her cousins? Yeah. As presidential children go, the Trumps more than hold their own. No. Never once have they been embroiled in embarrassing scandals. Ivanka Trump and Jared Kushner are a model power couple. Are they? Used to be Giselle Bunchen and Tom Brady, but yeah, not anymore. Not no more. You can't. She is a glamorous, successful businesswoman, and Mr. Kushner brokered a peace between Israel and several Arab states. That's what he I know did. you're thinking, this guy's just trolling, right? <laughs> he can't be serious. No, he's real. But he's real. Don Jr. has been a passionate supporter of his father, and Eric continues to be a stalwart son, and his wife, Laura, is a highly regarded Fox News commentator. Highly regarded by who? My dick? My asshole? I'm sorry. No, your dick does not hold it in high regard. Mary Trump's issues seem to go beyond her uncle. She claims the country's collective PTSD was created not only by Trump, Donald, but also by the, quote, rail of impunity, silence, and complicity that has marked American history from its start. My goodness, I hope she didn't learn that at Tufts. I wish Ms. Trump happiness, but she might consider becoming an expatriate. MAGA may be in our future. And it was signed by a guy named Jim Haviland, H-A-V-I-L-A-N-D, and he graduated, they put the graduation year, 1960. Okay. And he lives in Aiken, South Carolina. Hello. Hello. And I looked him up. He's got a Facebook, he's got a Facebook uh, uh, profile. Uh, and, and he's clearly 82, whatever he is, because add the number of years, 62 years plus graduating in 60 so 20 to that you get 82 at minimum right mm-hmm. he's down there in aiken south carolina writing this kind of bullshit now i could say why did they bother to print this but okay that's not my job no i think that's a fair question but 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 this is at some level really weirdly representative of the just inexplicable support and excuse making and the looking the other way about Donald Trump, his children, his children, the, the most privileged, useless pieces of protoplasm that I can think of. Children who couldn't get a job tomorrow or couldn't have gotten one 20 years ago if their name wasn't Trump and have only worked for Donald Trump their entire lives to talk about their being accomplished. See, this is just more of this that you know my, my, my brain 
is being squeezed by my skull over this stupidity. It is, but dumb. to see it here. And by the way, Tufts is a it's a pretty pretty liberal place sure. for the most part. Sure I think that's a fair statement. Oh sure, okay. Um, you know, they're, they're about a mile away from where Harvard is. I mean, physically, it's right down the street. It's you know, yeah. Despite uh, the number of assholes that have come out of Harvard, most of the colleges in the greater Boston area are fairly liberal. They're pretty liberal. Um, so this guy, 80, he's 82, went to Tufts, probably had a good career. He's living in Aiken, South Carolina, which apparently is, a, I guess, the Vanderbilts used to vacation there. Yeah, and yeah. There's a lot of money. That's that's pretty close to where Augusta, Georgia is, right? It's on that. It's right on, on the line. Little, right on the line yeah, right, there, yeah. Right there. Um, I just found, found it galling in a way that, that someone would put that to paper and put it in the Tufts. Uh, mailbox and they they did print it i'm glad they did because brit they're out there and the election in three weeks it really is a pivot point like we've never seen before and we say it about every election but this one really does feel different because it comes on the heels of the uh, attempted overthrow of the united states government which uh, hasn't happened since 1861 yeah, as it turns uh, out. As it turns out. And uh, the amnesia, the just instant amnesia. Uh, you, know, you know, remember that I don't think minute rice has existed forever. I think it's a f- fairly maybe it was invented in the 50s or 60s. Something like that. And now, now you can make, you know, you can make rice, minute rice in, in less than 10 minutes, right? If you microwave it, maybe even faster. Sure. But But, but before that, you really had to think hard about what was in front of you when you made that rice, right? You had to boil that water 45 minutes. You just can't make it any faster than that. And, and now with our country, you look back and every election was important, 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 but it seems right now we're in a minute rice moment Yeah. where if, if things go the wrong way, if Carrie Lake becomes the governor of Arizona and Dr. Oz becomes a senator, and Herschel Walker and J.D. Vance become U.S. senators. Uh, if if that happens, and Doug Mastriano becomes the governor of Pennsylvania, and a bunch of secretaries of state are elected and or in the position to be appointed by some of these governors, because in some of these states they get to appoint the person who counts the votes. Uh, if we're at that point, you know, a month from now. I don't know what we're going to do. I don't know what we're going to say. I don't know how we're going to deal with this. Um, but this guy down in South Carolina, he's all in. He is all in and and ready to, to put his MAGA hat back on for the next rally and, and everything else. 82 years old. There you go. Um, so... The whole idea of being unfit for office now, that doesn't exist anymore. Never bring it up again. It's not a thing. No hey, one, no one, no one is unfit for office. You haven't done, uh, mm-hmm. you haven't, we should finish up with Elon. We're, we're going to talk about Elon Musk uh, spouting oh Putin's propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. You, you remember uh, Fiona Hill? Remember she testified at the, yeah. the impeachment? You know, she'd been, she'd been a pretty uh, high ranking ambassador, by the way, uh, for both for both parties presidents at uh, at various times she's probably the number one expert number one expert on the soviet union and ukraine you don't hear that much from her but she comes 
around every once in a while. And um, her take on Elon Musk in the last few weeks spouting the Putin line about uh, here's how we're going to have peace. Uh, you give Russia some of the Ukrainian territory, what they've already conquered. Don't even think about taking back Crimea from the Russians. They got it. And everything is fine. And Elon Musk has been kind of playing that card. But on the other hand, Elon Musk also, over the weekend, you must have seen the story where he was getting a little bit itchy because he's been paying out of his pocket for that Starlink system, which basically is the only way Ukraine can continue to have its war physically exist. They need to be able to communicate with each other. And Russia's knocked out all the conventional ways of communicating. So the Starlink system with those satellites up there is the only way they're able to run the uh, the equipment and uh, talk to each other and talk to the outside world. Elon Musk says, hey, U.S. government, I've paid about $400 million to keep this sucker going for free for Ukraine. Can you pony up? Government said no. And to his credit, Elon Musk said, all right, shit, I tried. I'll just keep doing it for free for these people. So good for him. So this makes it even more puzzling that at the same time, he would allow Vladimir Putin, according to Fiona Hill, to use him as kind of a Trojan horse to get his ideas into the bloodstream of of the world. But she says that Putin has this history of playing on the egos of famous big men. Anyone else you have in mind? Uh, Maybe an ex-president? Tom Brady was it? Tom yeah, Brady, yeah, you were thinking? Yeah, Tom Brady was, was president of the United States. That yeah, that one. Um, Putin does this frequently. He uses prominent people as intermediaries to feel out the general political environment to basically test how people are going to react to the ideas. It's very clear that Elon Musk is transmitting a message for Putin. Um, I don't have an answer for this, and neither does Fiona Hill on. The uh, talk about playing both ends against the middle here. Um, I'm not quite sure what the United States would have done if Elon Musk said, if you don't make me whole on this, I'm done. Starlink system is not going to work anymore over. We could not allow that to happen. Okay. And it's not that much money in the uh, scope of human events as we talk about how much money we have spent now on the Ukrainian uh, military effort, you know, it's in the, it's in the tens of billions of dollars by now. So 400 million is, you know, I know to you and me, it's a lot of money, Brit, but not to them, not to them. Uh, I I find it just kind of an interesting sidelight and it was good to get her point of view on this so that we could have, if it's even remotely possible, any more of an understanding uh, about where Elon Musk may be coming from on this because he's uh you know he's flighty but no one thinks he's stupid but he's not winston churchill no but he's what the world has right now and uh that's that's the way it works what else you got anything else we leave anything else on the table here i think that's all all right we uh we apologize everybody who catches us live that we were a little bit late uh, today, but those backhoes are, are out of Brit's yard. The bodies have been removed, and uh, um, you'll hear more about that on the news tonight at six.